Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to episode 63 of the Gather Moms podcast. Listen, we have got our new series going. We about to jump in. Are Let's jump. Yes, I am excited. We're actually jumping into the deep end of the pool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, mamas. Okay, I know we can talk about some sweet little interruptions, like you're trying to talk to your mom on the phone and your daughter wants to ask for a snack. Yeah. But I'm like, no, we don't got time for that. Let's just go straight into the deep end. Okay, fantastic. I'm here for it. Because listen, I've been talking to some moms in the last few weeks and there is something going on in mm. this world right now yeah. and in our lives and we are all overwhelmed. Yeah. Overwhelmed. Is this cyclical? Like, is this, is February always this way? Like, is the beginning of the year, like, after the newness of January falls away, you know, like, I need to, like, remember this, put this in my journal, and, like, so that next year, when this time of, of the year comes around, because I feel like everybody's just kind of like, oh, Yes. Part of it's weather, you know? Yeah. It's kind of dreary, and I don't know if we're all kind of looking forward to spring or if we're tired of wearing sweaters, something yeah. like that. Part of it's school. Like, we're back in the thick of my kid having to be at school at 7 a.m. for right. this track season, uh-huh. of which we are not track stars, uh-huh. but yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. And when I have to get up at the crack of dawn in the morning, I don't want to do anything the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm so tired. No, and it's cold. Yes, it is cold. Yeah. But I don't have time for that for him either. I'm like, put your sweatpants on and go. <laughs> which, bless his heart, he does not like his athletic sweatpants because they're not attractive. Sure. And he decided he wasn't going to wear them. They're not like cool joggers. Oh, <laughs> like the opposite of cool joggers. Yeah, yeah. But he said the coach the other day was like, look, you guys bought those for a reason, and that's your uniform, so put them on. Wow. I was cheering inside. I was like, I told you. Yeah. They were going to make you wear those. Yeah. You aren't trying to show off at track at 7 a.m.? No, but dang, I would not want to be running in sweatpants. I would much rather have on like, like Caleb likes to wear like leggings basically with shorts on top. Yes. You know. Yes, which I don't know how I feel about that. All these little boys walking around oh, in leggings and it shorts. It is what it is. I are know. Are wearing tights? Like, I think they're called tights. Tights, yeah. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have called them leggings. <laughs> <laughs> tights. No, tights is what I wore growing up to wear to church. I mean, oh, sure. tights are leggings. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's craziness. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I just want you mamas to know we see you, okay? We are with you in this overwhelmed season of motherhood. And the world is crazy right now, but I can't even go there because that's just too much. So we're just going to stop down on like the literal daily grind of motherhood. Okay. And the feelings of being overwhelmed that come with that. For me, there's always this glimmer of hope in the morning. Yeah. Like, okay, I can do this. Uh Watch out world. Uh I'm coming for (laughs) you. And then listen, at noon, it's like, uh, okay, double time. I am not going to get it done. By three, I have lost hope. Mm. At five, at the witching hour, when dinner is about to need to be fixed, yeah. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Let's go out to eat. Uh-huh. I'm out. I don't yeah. even care if you'll do your homework. Get yourself in bed. I'm out. I yeah. just feel overwhelmed. Yeah, I get it 100%. And, you know, I wish I woke up with a glimmer of hope. <gasps> I You have no glimmer of hope? 
No, you know what? Waking up for me is always hard. I have a hard time waking up and getting up. And that's actually, I feel like I need a new rhythm there where I'm like more intentional about getting up and getting going. Um, because, I, you know, and I think this is especially this season right now. But I mean, I'm waking up in the morning. And I'm like, ugh. I don't want to do it. Isn't that interesting? Like some of us do. Like I do. I wake up in the morning and I'm out of the bed. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I have so much hope. And then by 3 p.m., I just want to take naps and eat bonbons. I'm out. And, and I'm like, the opposite. By 3, at 3 o'clock, you're like, all right. Yeah, I've had five cups of coffee. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> How much can I accomplish in the next six hours? <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. So sometimes I think it's the middle of the work day when like the stress level has hit you know, maximum height, and you just don't think you're going to get it all done. Even looking at your email inbox just makes you go, no, I can't do this. Sometimes it's in the evenings when you look around and you see, you know, the messy house that has just gone all day long down the drain, the piles of laundry, the no plans for dinner, and you feel like you're letting your family down. Like, right? Did I even do anything today? Or they're letting me down. (laughs) Mm, I like that one better. Yes. Sometimes for all of my moms of littles, you know, those screaming kids have just been with you all day yeah, and they don't know how to handle their emotions and it rubs off on you. And so you don't know how to handle your emotions and you just kind of think, is this going to be forever? Like, is this my life now? And sometimes overwhelm hits you in the craziness when the day has ended, you have your first quiet moment to yourself. You finally sit down, you take this big sigh of relief and then you have to do it all over again tomorrow. Oh, Groundhog's Day. It's like the crushing weight, right? Yeah. Moms, this is our life. Yeah. There's no way out. <laughs> oh, that's so depressing. I feel like I'm not giving them anything Super depressing. Good. I think everyone was just like, I'm out on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got hope for this you. This is too Hang real. On. This is too real. <laughs> Hang on. I got hope for you, okay? So there are some lies I think we tell ourselves in these moments of feeling really overwhelmed. One of the lies, and I... All of these I tell myself that God has more important things to worry about than my emotional stability, so suck it up. Okay, yeah. You ever said that to yourself? Yeah. Okay, I'll raise my hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I say this too. I should be able to get it all done. Other moms get it done. Right. So why can't I? Uh Uh-huh. Am I the only one that's struggling with getting it done? And then this one, I don't know why this is my big one for me. I just feel weak. Like, it makes me feel like a weak person when I can't accomplish the things. Like, I'm not good at this. And then maybe there's something wrong with me. Mm. You know, we go straight from, why can't I get this done? To, oh, there must be something wrong with me. Wow. Have you ever felt any of those? Yeah, I think I I definitely, I probably most um, resonate with the, I should be able to do all of this. You know, I should be able to get all of this done. And not knowing what to do with, like, the days when I wake up and my body is just like, no, you don't feel good. Like nobody's, I'm not testing anybody for anything anymore, but you know, you're like, is this something, <laughs> is this one of the, the COVID things? Is this the flu? Or am I just like depleted or, you know, that there are days and I have a hard time just letting my body rest and being like, Hey, it's okay if you don't get it all done today. So I really struggle with that feeling like I should be able to accomplish all the things. The thing is, is that this whole feeling, this emotion of being overwhelmed actually has physical symptoms, Mm. which is just what you're talking about. So here are some of the physical symptoms of this. Feeling restless, wound up, or on edge. Yep. Edgy mom. Yes. I've been an edgy mom before. Fatigue. That's huge. Having difficulty concentrating, 
Like yes. you forget stuff a lot. Right. Your mind goes blank. It's like, what was I doing? Irritable. Oh, uh, that's me. Yeah, never me. Uh, nope. Mm. Muscle tension, uh-huh. which I've never equated muscle aches with just like the stress of life and being overwhelmed. I have. So the Lord has um, helped me with this area, especially cons- considerably. But, you know, we when we have like a big event or something coming up for gather, um, historically, I've had to go see the chiropractor and get acupuncture in my shoulders, up in the tops of my shoulders, because they're so tight. I lose range of motion in my neck. And I can't turn my neck from side to side. And it's just because I just store all that stress up in there. Well, and it's so great that you figured that out now. Yeah. You know, like that is a symptom. It's an indicator where I go, yes. uh-oh, I'm trying to do this. Yes. I'm holding on to too much. Yeah. Also, um, having sleep problems. Like yeah. sleep problems can be a huge part. And honestly, it's just like the cycle there. Because if you're having sleep problems and then you're overwhelmed, then you have more sleep problems. And then you're just in a constant state of tired. Right. And so I just want you to know there are physical symptoms related with this. So when you're saying to yourself sometimes during the day, I don't know why I feel this way. I'm so tired. I can't remember anything. Honestly, it really could be part of just your emotions of feeling overwhelmed and stressed. So um, let's talk about two big contributors to feeling overwhelmed. And this is just my opinion. I'm sure there's other things out there. But these are the two big ones that I think contribute to feeling overwhelmed. The first one is pace. Okay. We're doing too much. Yeah. Guys, we're doing too much. Yeah. We have too much on the calendar. We're trying to accomplish too many things in a day. We have sometimes multiple kids to get multiple places. Um, We are living in a crazy time in our world right now, so sometimes it makes things a little bit more difficult. Right. And so really part of why we're so overwhelmed is we just are moving at too fast of a pace. Yeah. We got to slow it down. Yeah. And the second one is control. Mm. And we mamas know a lot about control. This is the one that gets me because I would say for me, this is the biggest reason for my overwhelm in all areas of my life. As a mom, as a leader in our gather community, as a, you know, an employee at my job. I mean, the reason I get overwhelmed is because I want to control things. I'm not willing to let things go. And I think part of that is a natural gifting of the Lord when you become a mom that you take ownership. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm embracing this role. I am this mother for this family and these kids, and I want to take good care of them. Uh I think there's some good behind it. Sure. But what happens is we end up putting all of the responsibility on ourselves to fix it if it's broken. Yeah, and isn't, don't you think, you know, because I I hear you using those words, I feel like there's a difference between responsibility and control, right? I have a responsibility to care for these children, to raise them, right? But I don't have control over all of that, and I'm not supposed to control all of it. I can only be responsible for what I'm supposed to be responsible for. The control part is what becomes somewhat toxic. Exactly. And that's where we're falling into this cycle is that I'm taking on something that was not mine to take. Yeah. And the scripture is very clear that all throughout scripture, when you see something being completed, it's by God. Yeah. God completes things. In Philippians 1, 6, it says that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Yeah. That actually God has ownership over completion. Yeah. And so just like Kate said, I have a responsibility to my family, but I am not the one that's going to fix everything for them. Right, because I think about, you know, if we think about this good work, this good thing, you know, God gives us these children, and you're in that hospital room, and you're like, thank you, God. And then it's almost like we're like, okay, I got it from here. 
Yes. You know, thank yes. you, thank you, but now I got it. I, I'm in control. And that is where we slip into this, you know, all of these terrible consequences of us trying to take control. And just as he gave us those babies, he is going to give us all we need to take care of those babies, but we have to rely on him. Well, and it's one of those things that you don't fix once and then it never comes back. Right. Because I do think we go through seasons of motherhood where we are forced to release control. Yeah. Because we have figured out we can't fix something. But honestly, in the next season of motherhood, I find it coming right back at me. Mm. You think, okay, I figured it out this time. I'm not going to do it again. And then you hit another burden along the way. And you just, again, I'm just trying to take back that control from God. So mamas, this is not like a one and done. I mean, we really are going to struggle with this. I would even say our mamas with grown children, uh-huh. they still struggle with it too. Yeah. Trying to want to control and fix and all the things. So this is really something we're going to have to surrender to the Lord. So I thought it would be interesting. I just researched some practical tips for what to do when you feel overwhelmed. Okay. And I am, I don't know that I'm a practical person. I just like to, oh, it's so fun. We're just <laughs> gonna, it's going to be great. But honestly, I tried one of these this morning and it worked. Okay. So, really? Yes. Okay. okay. So the first thing I read when you are feeling really overwhelmed and stressed is to drink a full glass of water. You know what? Yes, I know about this too. I was shocked. Yes. So here's what I would do. I would probably go to the kitchen and get like a Yeti uh-huh. and get some ice uh-huh. and make it real like fancy fun. Uh-huh. And then I would sip on it all day. Okay. But no, like what they're saying to do is literally go in the kitchen, get a glass, fill it up with water and drink it all right then. Well, and can we say that that is the opposite of what I think a lot of us do. You know, you're not a big coffee drinker, but for me, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I think, okay, I'm going to go pour myself a cup of coffee, right? And then, you know, you're jittery and anxious and stuff. And I have to tell you, if I will just go and drink a cup of water, Oh my goodness, what it does for me. So all the research says exactly that, that we want to go to the caffeine because we think that's going to give us energy, Uh but your body is actually craving water. It's dehydrated. Yeah. And water has so many good things for you. It gets your brain going. It gets your blood pumping. It brings your heart rate down. I mean, there were so many amazing things with drinking water. I was sold. I was like, I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. So I went and got a glass of water and I forced myself to just drink it right then. Like not go and do anything else. Just drink it. And I honestly felt better afterwards. I love that. So much so that I went and got another glass of water because I was like, well, what's good? (laughs) I bet too. It was great. And I have peed a lot this morning (laughs) because I've drunk a lot of water. But I'm in. I'm in. I really, and the other thing I thought was interesting was I wasn't as hungry. Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes when my stomach is telling me it's hungry, it's really just craving like a sweet snack or something. Sure, something comforting. Yeah. But really, if I'll just hydrate my body, yeah, it will actually help me curb my hunger too. Yeah. Okay, the second thing I read about to help when you're feeling overwhelmed is to move your body. Yes. And I thought about this with my kids because I remember reading this when my kids were little. When they're throwing a tantrum Uh or they're, you know, having a meltdown, that they're so focused on that emotion that if you'll get them to move their body, it actually helps release some of that tension. Yeah. And it gets them out of that cycle of tears and crying and screaming. Same thing for us. When I feel frozen with that stress or that overwhelmed feeling, if I'll just move my body, go take a walk. Um, do some jumping jacks, which sounds crazy, but it's just helping the physical part of your body get out of your head yes. and move around. You know, these things are so simple, but I forget them all the time. But as you're talking, I'm remembering all the times when I do this, how much it makes a difference. So for me, I really start getting anxious probably around 
I don't know, two or three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, because it's like kind of like what you said, where it's like the impending doom of like, I am not going to get it all done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just a lot. So if I will go right then and go for a walk, you know, it makes a huge difference for me. Um, And it's not a huge walk, you know, but man, it changes everything. And there are so many studies out there that talk about mental health and what it does just to get outside and move your body. The other thing I do um, in the morning is after I spend time with the Lord, I get on on my knees and pray in like child's pose um, and give the day to the Lord. And when I remember or when I'm feeling like especially like not right, I'll kind of just do a little bit of yoga right there. I'm already down. So I go from child's pose to downward dog to, you know, a couple little vinyasas or something just to like. Oh, get... gosh. What's, what's a vinyasa? I'll teach you. Oh, it's, I'm learn it's, you something. know, where you put your body down and then crank your neck up yeah. like a seal kind of. Yeah, that's a vinyasa. Vinyasa. Oh, vinyasa. Uh-huh. Okay, we're putting that in the show notes. Yeah. Y'all know Kate, she always has a good word for us. But, you know, that's a good, and and so I'm hearing you and I'm thinking, that may be my one thing, you know, that I remember just in the morning to go ahead and do that and get my body moving to help me feel better about the day. No, it's so good. And it's like, just like Kate said, it's these simple things that we forget. But honestly, for whatever season you're in, if you can just grab hold of one or two of these things, it really can make a big difference with your attitude and your mindset. Yeah. And, you know, it just reminds me that God created our body that way, you know. God created our bodies with limits, and when we hit those limits, if we'll take a moment to just focus on getting our body healthy again, it can make such a huge difference with our mind. And it's the opposite. I mean, just like instead of going for water, we go for coffee. I think instead of taking a minute to reset, we often just, like, plunge headlong into whatever it is that's troubling us or we're feeling overwhelmed about. And then we end up, you know, it's a rage against the machine situation in your house, you know, cause it's like, ah, you know, and yes. you end up just snowballing into this very bad situation. Exactly. Exactly. We've been there. I've been there. We've all been there. So those are some practical tips for when you're feeling that moment of feeling stressed or overwhelmed. But now I want to hit some spiritual strategies because we know that Jesus is the one that helps us mom well And Jesus had interruptions while he walked this earth as well. And so he's got some great wisdom for us on how to handle these. And so the first thing we're going to do is stop and remember. And I'm pulling these principles out of Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34, which is one of Kate's favorite passages. It is. But I love some of the things it says in here. So let me walk us through it. So first thing we're going to do is stop and remember. And you just talked about that, Mm. reminding yourself to pause. God knows our needs. So Matthew 6.32 says, For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And I think what we miss there is that your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Yeah. One of the things I think I feel as a mom in my everyday life is that nobody knows what I'm doing. I feel like nobody understands all the hours and minutes that I put into whatever it is, prepping, chauffeuring, cleaning, picking up. Yeah. And I put that responsibility on my husband a lot of time for when (laughs) he comes home Uh to recognize all the things that I've done and then list them one by one Uh (laughs) because I really like to be told in detail. Yeah. And he has no clue. He just doesn't. Bless their heart. They have no idea. Yeah. But God knows. He does. And so often I forget that I do have a Heavenly Father that completely understands how I feel in that moment. He has not missed one detail of my life. He knows all those things. 
And I think what it does is when I remind myself that God knows all those things, then it also reminds me how valuable I am to God. Mm. And in that same passage in verse 26, it says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Yeah. Mamas, you're so valuable to God. Yeah. And even if you don't feel like these little people in your house recognize your value, even if you feel like your spouse doesn't recognize your value, your boss doesn't recognize your value, whatever it might be, I want you to know that God does. Yeah. And because he knows every little detail of your life, he knows those because he cares about you so much. Right. And if he's taking care of the birds of the air that are just flying around making nests, you know, they're finding sticks and all kind of stuff, he is going to do even more for you because you are his daughter. Right. You are so valuable to him. Yeah. So first thing, stop and remember. God knows our needs, and we are valuable to God. And then the second thing we're going to do is seek and find. And Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Probably a memory verse that you picked up along the way, or maybe oh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures, and I love it because it puts it puts everything on its head. You know, in Jesus' upside down kingdom, instead of seeking after all the things and then hoping that that's going to get you the reward, no, you just seek the reward. You rest in that reward first, and then everything else is taken care of. It's the wildest thing, you know, because our world says run after, run after these things. You know, Matthew six is talking about them getting clothing and food and drink. They're worried about those things and the world the gentiles meaning the non-believers are running after they're they're saying i don't know how this is going to work i'm overwhelmed right i don't know how we're going to get all this done and so they it's it says they clamor after it and man doesn't that look like us yes whether we're scrolling on amazon or we're we're running through old navy trying to find the perfect outfit for something or you know what i mean yes and it's this clamoring in this moment because you can't see how this how it's all going to get done and jesus is saying whoop pause hold on a minute I have got this. I have got you. All you have to do is seek me, and then you're going to watch because I'm going to take care of it all. Well, and it so perfectly describes, you know, when I have a day where I'm overwhelmed, it's because I have too many things on that list and not enough time to do it. Yeah. And I feel some sense of like proving myself to the world by getting it all done. Right. Because I think there's some fame or applause at the end of that train, and there's not. Yeah. And if I would just stop and seek God first, I mean, it would put everything else into perspective. It does. It puts it, puts it into perspective. Because then all of a sudden you look at this calendar and you go, oh, is this, does this have eternal value? No, cut it. That one's out, you yes. know? Yes. And earlier in this passage in Matthew chapter 6, he actually talks a lot about prayer. And he's mm. talking about how we pray and why we pray. He shares the Lord's Prayer with us and, you know, encourages his disciples to pray that way. And so I think it's so interesting because when he starts this passage that we've just been talking about, he says, therefore, mm. and then he jumps in. Don't be anxious. Don't chase after okay. these things. Okay, yeah. That word, therefore, is pointing us back to what he's just talked about. Because when I say seek God first, some of you might be thinking, okay, what do I have to do? Uh What Bible study do I need to do? Uh (laughs) Where do I need to go to church? How many things do I need to get done? And I think it's a reminder to us that God's not asking us to do anything. He's saying, spend time with me. And that's in prayer. That's talking to me. That's just what Kate said when she gets off her bed in the morning in child's pose and she spends time in prayer. It's God saying, would you just seek me first? Yeah. Don't start doing a bunch of stuff because just like Kate said, that's the world. They say do more. Do more, get more. And God says stop doing and just come sit in my presence. I think what we'll find when we do these things, when we seek God first, is that God is personal. 
and he's going to add to your family what you need. Mm. What do you need? Not what does your mom friend need, not does what what does your husband need. It's what do you need? And just like we talked about, because God knows every detail of your life, he actually knows what you need that day. Yeah. But have you asked him, mm. God, what do I need today? Yeah. I think sometimes we're going to start comparing what we get with other moms. And so when you're trying to chase after all these worldly things and feeling overwhelmed, it may be because you're trying to keep up. Yeah. And you're like, well, that mom's doing that for her kid or her kids are in those four activities or she's going to do that this semester. Maybe I should. And we forget to ask, what does God want for our family? Yeah. Because God did not ask us to be cookie cutter families. We are not supposed to have all of our kids in the exact same things, chasing after the same successes. He has different plans for each of us. And so when you seek God first and ask him what he, what you need for your family, it's going to look different. Yeah, it is. You know, and I think about, especially as we're starting to kind of come up on Easter and stuff, I think holidays are always overwhelmed triggers for moms. Yes. And I think part of that comes from this um, comparison thing, you know. And so when you have littles, you feel like, okay, they all have to be in these smocked, monogrammed outfits, right? And they Listen, have to. I love a good smock. <laughs> I do. I tried to put Abby in them when she was little. She hated them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. And, you know, little Easter baskets that all match and We've got to get these perfect pictures. and But in reality, I mean, you've got kids just running crazy. One opens one egg, and then they sit there and eat the candy. That's all they do for the rest of the time, you know? I mean, if you had told me that, I would just only stuffed one egg. I mean, I, let me know next time, okay? Yeah, or you have teenagers that are like, ugh, we have to do this. Where's the money? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's all my kids. Where's the money? Which egg has the money? Yeah, I have to put on these clothes and match. You know, like, what are we doing? So anyway, I just think, I think it's a good thing for us to especially think about just in anticipating Easter and just knowing that holidays are a trigger for overwhelm, you know, and spring break that you may be looking on your social and comparing what you're doing on spring break to every other family. And you may be thinking, well, why didn't I plan this big trip? Why am I not doing this big thing? Well, maybe that's not what God had for you. Maybe God has for y'all to just bust a chill at your house and be fine with that, you know? Well, and I think it's a good reminder because God knows what's ahead for you. So if he's asking you to slow down, maybe it's because he's preparing you for something that's coming. Yeah. You know, we cannot assume that. I think the other thing we do as mamas, we just assume that, you know what, we're just going to truck on in life. Like nothing's bad's happening and nobody's going to get sick and nobody's going to get hurt. And God knows what's coming for you. So sometimes when he slows us down, it's for a purpose. Yeah. He's trying to grow something in you to prepare you for what's coming. I want to remind you guys today that God gives good gifts. Mm -hmm. He does so without us earning them. And when you are overwhelmed and chasing after that worldly wheel, it's because you're trying to earn something. Mama, the gospel was free. So lay down your expectations that doing more produces more and decide that the things that God wants to add to you are not coming because you checked off the to-do list in record time, but because he has a unique purpose for your family and he's a good God. What he gives you is meant for his glory and not for your gain. Girl, say that all again. I know that there are moms clapping in their cars all over the world, you know. It's that's one of those. Say it louder for the people in the back. You know, we need that emblazoned on a on a shirt, on a frame in our house that we could just rest in that. Yes. And this is as much for me as it is for you guys, moms, because I am feeling that in my life right now, that feeling of overwhelmed. 
Um, I don't know if you're in the same spot, but our kids are picking classes for next year. We're like prepping for these things. There's some things happening as a change in our personal life. And it makes me feel like if I'll just push harder, if I'll just try more, if I'll just get up earlier, if I'll just stay up later, then maybe I'm going to get it all done. And it never works. Yeah. It never works. And so today we just want to remind you guys, rest in Jesus. Seek him first. Take care of your bodies. You are the only mama that that God God has given those babies. So live for them. Live for the God that created you in that role and wants to do more in you than you can imagine and stop chasing after something that's really just earthly praise that's going to disappear one day. That's so good, friend. Hey, you know, we have a special opportunity for you to seek him first in this season right now as we prepare for Easter. For the first time ever um, in the Gather Moms community, we are doing Lent together and you can join us. So you go to patreon.com slash gather moms or you download the Patreon app and look for Gather Moms and um, join us there and you'll get the Lent Bible reading plan. And we are starting that on March 2nd, which is Ash Wednesday. And every day, if you join us, you will get an actual a podcast episode sent to you with a little five-minute episode of us reading the scripture for the day, sharing a takeaway, and praying with you. Um, and you will also have the reading plan, so you can read it on your own, or you can listen for a little bit of more insight into kind of what we are seeing into that scripture and just being able to be with the community in doing that. So make sure that you go to our Patreon and join us. I think this is going to be incredible, and I'm just so excited about it. Moms, thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to be back with you on this new season of the podcast. Hey, share this with a friend. Invite a mom to listen along with you. You know that she needs to hear this too. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Do you know a mom who needs support and encouragement? Send her the link to the Gather Moms podcast today and connect her to this community. You can also help other moms find this podcast by leaving a rating and review.